Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the first quarter 2022 Von Nelson International Small Cap Recap Call. In the first quarter of 2022, the Von Nelson International Small Cap Strategy returned negative 10.35% gross, negative 10.58% net, and that is versus the MSCI EFA Small Cap Index at negative 8.53%. And with me today is Senior Portfolio Manager, Marco Priani. And with that, Marco, I will turn things over to you. Thank you, Dan. The truth is that the first quarter and the days that followed provided a lot of significant news that are relevant uh, to our investment universe, uh, which is, I remind the audience, primarily small-cap companies in developed countries outside of the U.S., the Van Nelson International Small Cap Fund generated a negative 10.3% absolute return during the first quarter, underperforming its benchmark MSCI-EFA Small Cap Index that was negative 853 during the period. The strength of the U.S. dollar detracted around 200 basis points of performance during the quarter for the benchmark and the portfolio. This uh, dollar strength was driven by interest rate differences for the most part, while a flight to safety might have played a minor role as well. Particularly notable has been the weakness of the yen during the quarter, as the Bank of Japan sticks to its yield curve control policy, despite the inflationary impact in energy and the need to use more foreign currency to import energy and food, areas where Japan is a strong net importer. Something to highlight in our markets is that, unlike in North America, the structure of labor markets dictates that salary increases continue to be modest, on average probably one-third of the labor inflation recorded in the U.S. over the last year. Alternatively, impact of energy can be higher in some cases compared to the one in the U.S. The year has begun negatively for equities. Inflation concerns became a hot topic politically, something that led the market to infer that the central bank reaction, particularly from the Fed, would be strong. This affected mainly growth names, which saw meaningfully reduced multiples, as it happened in other geographies. The invasion of Ukraine by Russia at the end of February added a major layer of volatility and complexities. The Omicron variant of COVID-19 that dominated headlines at the end of 2021 was less of a concern for most of our investment universe, although it is affecting the situation indirectly, driven by its concerning expansion in China, where lockdowns and other restrictive measures in economic activity are eroding national GDP growth rates already. The Russia-Ukraine situation changed leadership in the market, with fear scarcity of energy and commodities supporting the energy and material sectors and punishing those that depend more on a strong cyclical outlook. Concerns on cost inflation were piled upon those driven by recent monetary and fiscal expansion, something that contributed to the fears of materially higher interest rates, particularly in the U.S., Because of the material new facts during the period, in particular the Ukraine invasion, the turnover in the portfolio was higher than usual, 
with 15 additions and 18 exclusions. We tended to exit companies that depend on a strong cyclical outlook for a healthy consumer to perform well. Also, those that are particularly sensitive to supply chains being well-oiled. We have added names that will benefit from a disruption in energy and fertilizer markets. Most of the names added were category A names, that is, those that have secular tailwinds and can continue to post solid top lines and margin, irrespective of the economic outlook. We seized the opportunity as most of them have been indiscriminately punished due to the fears of higher interest rates. The quality of the overall portfolio improved during the past quarter. The best performing countries were Sweden and Finland. The portfolio underperformed particularly in Japan and Australia. The portfolio continues to be overweight industrials and information technology where we are underweight in uh, real estate and utilities. Our uh, biggest country overweights are the United Kingdom, France, and Germany, offset by underweights to Australia, Sweden, and Switzerland. The main drivers of the relative underperformance were our underweights in basic materials and energy, which rallied particularly after the Ukraine invasion. Our portfolio has no direct exposure to Russia or Ukraine. The leading indices that we follow point to economic activity decelerating further throughout most of our investment universe because of higher interest rates and the impact of inflation, particularly in food and energy, on consumers. Putting aside the possibility of the expansion of the battlefield in Russia and Ukraine to other nations, a main variable for economic activity in our universe is likely to be the level of boycotting of Russian energy uh, by the European Union. So far, it extended to carbon imports, which is a minority of the Russian imports to the EU. It's likely to expand in some fashion to oil. In case it expands to natural gas, which is the most sensitive item due to the difficulty of replacing the imports, the impact of uh, European Union GDP in 2023 could be between 2 and 3%. It would be less than 1% in 2022 due to winter being in the past. This is not the base case scenario at the moment, however. The European Union has indicated that it intended to reduce materially its dependence on Russian gas for next year and to wean itself completely off of it by 2027. We mentioned in our uh, previous podcast the geopolitical risks related to Russia assertiveness and in relation to those, the risk of miscalculations. We believe this came to happen and unfortunately, nothing indicates that they will not happen again. The range of outcomes of this situation is wide and not easy to predict. Vladimir Putin's best outcome at this stage is obtaining land and a vassal state within its area of influence and losing international standing, military prestige, economic strength, and the prospects of future development. On the positive side, the tailwinds of reopening our geographies exist, but are likely to be less powerful than the headwinds derived from higher interest rates and inflation. 
Additionally, another potential source of volatility did not crystallize with the victory of Emmanuel Macron in the elections that prevented the populist and Eurosceptic parties such as National Rally to boycott the European Union, whose stability is important given the geopolitical situation. The upside of all these risks is that the opportunities for our portfolio could be particularly attractive this year. Our proven investment philosophy and process that seeks to exploit short-term disruption through informed long-term views is the tool to lead the ship in the difficult months ahead. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.